Hello, Burlock. Hello, Crumbsworth. And hello, all you lovely people out there. Welcome to another episode of The Preamble, uh, the every so often digest of all things hobby. Our every so often digest, indeed. Yeah, what have you been up to, Crumbsworth? What's been going on? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's been a productive week, uh, hobby-wise, at least. Mm -hmm. um, lots of good things happening. I'm in fine spirits. Very good. Um, so, so it's an ideal moment to do a bit of this sort of business. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Happy to I see you again. So. I think I'm always overjoyed to see you. <laughs> how, how have you been? Been very well indeed. Yeah, not too bad. I um, it's been uh, it's been somewhat productive for me as well. Um, you know, ordinary life stuff again, getting in the way where it shouldn't. But you know, it doesn't adjust. I very much enjoy our escape into the world of hobby as we all do to help manage <laughs> exactly it's yeah it's a um what can we call it a salve the hobby salve hobby salve that's it smear it i on. mean yeah yeah get it on extra thick as well factor <laughs> 50 at least oh yeah at least for sure <laughs> i know where you could pick that up if such a product existed I don't think we're ready to jump back into Oldman's I again, are we? Well, we, don't, we don't need to go there just yet. <laughs> no, no, it's got, it's got an ill-favoured look about it. It has very, very ill-favoured. <laughs> Stein swinging in the breeze. We won't go there again because our listeners, beloved as you are, and I know you like our tales about Oldman's, but it's not all about Oldman's, is it, this podcast? Well, I'd like it to be in my heart of hearts. <laughs> Good old Oldman's, yeah. But okay, okay then. So before, see, this is I think going to be a continuing struggle, which I'm afraid, dear listeners, you're going to have to endure for some time, while we sort of try and school ourselves as to not just rambling down the paths seldom trod. Yeah, yeah, we, they're, they're, they're seldom trod, but very comforting. Deeply comforting, yeah, 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 and often trod by us as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's the kind of, that's kind of thing about it. <laughs> there you find yourself wandering down those same alleyways and and pathways. You'll find us there with a bottle of beer in hand. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what have you been uh, up to, hobby wise? You know, what's been your salve this week, mm. Grumsworth? The the salve this week uh, for myself. So I've been continuing to work on my Necromunda. Uh, my house cooler gang there uh, i recently received uh from forge world a selection of interesting bits to i think as they suggest add a bit more character to your uh to your guys to your gangers okay. your leaders and your champions and dudes um the reason i wanted them so i got the uh the head upgrade pack um which i think has got 12 is that right 16 16 16, yeah. yeah, individual heads, all cast in resin there. Um, beautiful expressions on them, much more expressive than the, the plastic versions that you get in the regular box there. Um, the main reason I chose them was because, actually, I really like the kind of straightforward, simple, traditional, cord or mask there, cut out around the beak, rest of the face obscured. Yeah, because uh, I'm passing them. Classic, exactly, classic yeah. And actually, in this little um, set there, there's quite a lot of the classic look. Um, but they will have, some of them have their hoods up there, 
there's some slight variation, um, some stitch work here and there, and this sort of thing. That's what we'll show. Um, get a little image up there. There we go. Yeah. They're looking quite good. Yeah, so you've, you've added those on. That's right, yeah. So the other half of the gang I've built over the course of the week, they're still in their grey plastic presently, but tomorrow they will be resplendent in their Gracia primer. Very nice. Find incredible. It's a lovely colour, goes on really well, really crisp and smooth. Uh, I've also added from the uh, Cordor Weapons Pack one. Oh, yes. The, he mm, the Heavy Flamer, which oh. if we can get a little picture up of, is just, a, it looks, it looks horrific. What a beast. Yeah, that's lovely. Look at that. It is a beast, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's really nice. Of like fat welded pipes, a couple of old taps, some straps and stuff like this. Yeah, I love the way they're sort of thrown together, welded together, patched together, just like the corridor. Yeah, proper scavenged. Mm. Um, it's, I've kind of got like a little bit of a unique colour scheme worked out uh, for just that particular weapon in the game. So the rest of the game is all very brown, very drab colours. You've got your bright white masks on, lots of rusty stuff. But this flamer piece... Uh, I'm going to paint like it's been looted, deconstructed from industrial pieces. Very so there's nice. going to be some chipped, damaged yellow paint on there. There's going to be a little bit of hazard banding. Um, and also there's going to be some kind of uh, red flammable type logos painted on some of the uh, some of the canister type work, right. most of which is on his back there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So at the moment, these guys all just look you know, in their raw plastic and their resin. And it's not been a massively productive week, but these guys, initially, they were just all on sprues. Now they're all cleaned up, filled in some of the cracks with a bit of green stuff. Yeah, it's a big milestone for me whenever I do anything like that. At least getting them off of the sprues into their components that are going to, however you're going to be painting them. I know some people yeah. like to paint by um, keeping pieces separate. Yeah, um, yeah. But I guess with these, with these corridor uh, figures, they're easy enough to get to from all angles, so you can build mm -hmm. them all. And once you've got something like that constructed and built, that's that's a that's a big milestone. So no, that sounds like you've been pretty productive to me. I like mm. your enthusiasm, yeah. and <laughs> I will add it to myself. How about yourself, Burlock? What have you conjured up for us this week? So, over the past few days, I've been cracking on with some scenery. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, just, just I, 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 every now and again, I'll get the urge to do some scenery. Um, mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed making scenery. Um, just getting your craft knife out, bits of cardboard, bits of old foam board kicking around. Um, you know, the glue gun comes out, all manner of bits and pieces that I've managed to scavenge up over the years. <laughs> the, those, those boxes and crates are opened up again. It's like, right. Where do we where do we start? Here we um, go. I've just, just thrown together some 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 basic um, ruined buildings, and I've, I've started work on a uh, UFO style alien spaceship. Looks a bit Necron like actually. Oh, really? Smashed, smashed into the ground. So I've te started texturing that all up. Built the the, the skeleton structure a bit. I'll put some pictures mm -hmm. up here. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, let's have a look. It's 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 looking all right. You know, it's coming together slowly. It's um, it's it's about halfway to being completely textured. Um, and then the painting will begin. But the thing with it for me is the uh, it's almost the opposite to miniatures. I have mm. my miniatures, which can come together quite quick construction wise, 
and then they take a while to to be finished with their, their paintwork as many of our listeners yeah. i'm sure can attest to you know and empathize yeah. with you know the, the time it takes to paint miniatures for me is longer than i would like but it's the opposite with scenery like, yeah I, take, I i i do take my time and consider everything that I, when i'm building scenery um uh, but when okay. it comes to actually painting it i can knock it out real fast uh, uh, over the years i've picked up a few techniques and things different styles of colors that work well with each other with scenery especially on a lot of urban terrain mm -hmm. um so yeah so that once 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 the, the construction is done it's all textured up and looking nice the paint will come together quite swiftly i think so i'm looking forward to getting that finished off mm. that's a really good skill actually to be able to once you've got the the hardcore work of um putting together your your terrain or your scenery and things like this just being able to blast it with good looking color, make yeah. it, you bring it to life like with speed, yeah. that, is, that is a blessing. Uh, a lot of it can be done with rattle cans, you know, through the airbrushing, you yeah, know, for yeah, those little yeah. bits and pieces, but often it's often it's a one inch brush, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> just smash Perfect. it out, get it on there, um, it. And, and it all comes together real quick. I managed to cobble together some homemade stencils to, uh, to, to paint on some oh, designs onto the edges of the buildings. And once it's all done and painted, I then like to add a few extra little details, you know, like uh, with Necromunda, for example, you know, you have your wanted posters on the on the scenery and you have your little little, de little details in the corners out of out of almost out of sight but when you get a closer look you can you can see those interesting yeah interesting little details um, which i like to like to put in as well so um yeah I'm, yeah I, I do it's a it's a nice break from the miniature painting um and the the, the D, D game writing um, yeah. it's good to it's good to get my fingers filthy in the, in the in the pit of scenery building so yeah i've been really enjoying doing that so it's been a nice break you should try it yourselves folks you know start by painting or if, if your eyes become tired and sore and your fingers weak from painting your 15 mil tiny little greeks or <laughs> some little war master guys or or even maybe just the face of a bedraggled called or juve then just go and paint yourself a big old mountain or something it's almost therapeutic <laughs> almost therapeutic in comparison here, folks you've heard it here sound <laughs> therapy it's what absolutely. we bring you for. absolutely right uh, and talking about what we're going to be bringing all of you lovely folk um what are we bringing today we're bringing you a character an individual from the uh universe of warhammer 40,000. okay um, he's he's an old favorite i reckon among many hearts and an old enemy though for plenty more, maybe more. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm with him. To be honest, I think he was a right treat. Oh, yeah. Good, good quality backstory. Um, comes from a really cool um, uh, traitor legion. Uh, he's just recently got himself a nice fresh new model. And oh, we're getting warm now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there's not many though. So we're going to be talking about um, Fabius Bile. That's oh, right. We are indeed Grumsworth. Yeah. Fabulous bile. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous bee. I mean, he's, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the the sort of the interesting differences between the original version um, crafted for us in or what are we thinking era wise? Was it was it white metal or uh, I think it was the I think it was around the sort of the cusp of when cusp. he was here. I think he came, I think he rode that wave in. 
Mm. Yeah, he, he crashed into the shores of games workshops and hobby stores alike uh, with the white metal wave. Yeah. Nothing to do with the new metal wave. The folks. White metal. I think it was about 1998, wasn't it, when he was originally released? Um, so certainly between 97 and 98, I think. Oh, that um, sounds right. Yeah, end of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, sculpted by none other than the the great old Jess. Old Jess Goodwin. Mm. So, should we take a look at the original first? Yeah. Let's. Then, and let's give a little bit of commentary on this still absolutely superb looking figure. I think it really is. Yeah. So this is the original. At the time when he was released, I remember looking at him thinking, oh, my God, I need to have that. <laughs> Look at yeah. how, how big he is. He's a space marine and he's got a, a cloak on. And it, oh, my God, that cloak's made of faces. <laughs> and then wow. the, um, the, the kind of semi-sentient uh, mechanical kind of harness right. uh, that he uses in combat and also in his surgeries, one would imagine. It's got some drilly bits on it. Drilly bits, stabby bits, yeah, that's all good. Chaos should have spiky bits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's there's a couple of vials of kind of fluid hooked up to him as well. Yeah, I mean they, the miniature, the miniature, especially for its time, was was quite marvelous. It was it was quite a step away from other styles of miniatures they'd had they'd released. The posing was good. Um, the fact he's got his staff out to to the front yeah. as opposed to that sort of typical flat. Hero pose outstretched pose yeah to what to yeah. either side again looking looking at, at him here and it takes me back to when i first saw him almost as if it was yesterday oh god look at him in, in the pages of white dwarf and think right i'm going to enjoy killing him when my when all my mates buy him <laughs> but i as you said you know he's either you're you're either with him or against him i was definitely against him but he was yeah. such an iconic figure from those days and just done a great great job sculpting him what do you make of him? He is a super impressive model. Um, as you say, a big kind of departure, I think, in many ways, from a lot of the other, um, from their miniatures in general at the time. There's, despite the fact that he's a space marine, so he's got a little bit of chunk about him, mm -hmm. and his big kind of skin cloth robe and, and this big metal harness thing, which is kind of welded to his back, isn't it? The chirurgeon, isn't chirurgeon, it? Chirurgeon, yeah. Um, so that's locked into him. So he's got kind of like a lot of um, weight about his miniature. There, there's a lot to him. But he actually, the way he's been sculpted, there's quite a decent amount of movement in him for a miniature from that sort of time. That, that leading leg, as you say, the cane kind of stretched out forward as if he's kind yeah. of marching with it almost. Um, needler off to the side, kind yeah. of trad classic pose. Of course, the Zyklos needler, wasn't it? The Zyklos needler, yeah, horrible piece of war gear. Yeah, I remember seeing him in the uh, in the rules for him in the uh, I think it was the second edition Chaos Codex, and he was a beast. Yeah, he was a was a beast. Um, I believe he, he when he was released, he I think he came out after this. He came out as a blister pack. I believe it was originally a blister pack, and then he was released. Right, that a sounds right. Releases yeah. a box set, I think, after, not long after that, um, with his bunch of uh, experimented on space marines. He's, uh, you know, mutated and enhanced Astartes. Now, um, I think those. He he's a superb miniature. I think those, on the other hand, his cohort, very sorry looking individuals. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the they worst were possible way. They were not good, were they? No, they. Uh, I believe they had the sort of the plastic 
um, like plastic legs, arms and legs, arms and legs, and then they had the, the metal bits you added onto them. Mm. Um, and those those metal sculpts, I, I I can't remember who they were done by. Um, but yeah, they I mean, were they, great. They they were fine. They were functional, but if you compare it, yeah, yeah, the centerpiece that was um, fabulous there. Uh, he was leagues ahead and very obviously so as well but, yeah so looking at him looking at the detail on him um all that nice neat stitch work that he's lovingly put on his long coat there all those people stitched up together that's really nice detail mm. the kind of the work on his shoulder pads his face actually is really expressive um especially for the time that we're looking at again when Space Marine features tended to, even if they were chaos, there wasn't a massive amount of um, sort of emotion. No, they were just a sort of square-jawed, bald head, um, service studs, and then that was kind of just just a, a generic grin. Sure. Whereas he's got almost like a, a look in his eyes, isn't he? He's like he's concerned about something, or he's he's, he's found he's got something in his sights, and he's off. The the paint job on the original there as it was released in White Dwarf magazine at the time, things like that, again, I think was really good. Um, it, that very soft, um, quite like muted colour scheme actually, isn't it? You know, the pale of his skin, the pale of his robe, even his Empress children power armour, which you can only see a little, maybe his kind of leading leg. So it's like, you can tell that over, it looks like a very old Baroque armour. So you can tell it's been, he's been around since the early days. He's a veteran no, of the long war. He certainly is. Um, it's almost as if his past is shrouded in a little bit of mystery. Yeah, and it certainly would be. But back then, he was a bit of an enigma. You know, who's this fabulous mm -hmm. bile guy? You know, oh, because yeah. he was never mentioned in the uh, much of the law. And then all of a sudden, he he found his home, uh, became well entrenched in the law of the the game, and he obviously appears quite regularly throughout the Horus Heresy novels, which we are both fans of. Deeply um, so, yeah, mm. yeah. And he has some very, very, very good value in it, doesn't he? He certainly does, yeah. Yeah. There's so much hyperbole you could throw at this old miniature from 1998. How long ago is this now? You know, you, yeah. yeah. So that's it's over 20 years old. And now we've been blessed with a new miniature. We have. We have um, a, uh, a. It's not, I, I was going to say, a reimagining, but actually. It, it is almost just like uh, just a pure upgrade, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. There aren't many miniatures that I, that these days, that I'm sort of, that's nice about, you know, I'll, I'm not mm -hmm. sort of knocked off my feet thinking, oh, I need to have that. But this is this is one of those miniatures. It, this this looks really nice. Um, I, I, know, <laughs> I know that Games Workshop don't credit many of their uh, designers anymore. It doesn't appear so, does it? I'm sure you can find it maybe if you dig for it. We had a, a quick look. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't find it. Um, but I, I do know there's been a hoo-ha over the whole how to credit your artists from GW, etc. That's a <laughs> that's a tangent I don't really want to go down. But this guy, this new Fabius, I mean, this is just Jez Goodwin's legacy, isn't it, really? It lives on in this fella here. It really is. It really is. There's... Everything about him is an echo from the original. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the pose has been altered slightly, very slightly, really. Mm. Um, it, it, it almost just does look like 
they have, they have taken the DNA of that original miniature and they've put it through the new process that they use for creating models these days. Yeah. Um, all of the elements of the original are still locked in there. The skin robe is sort of kind of part of his iconic kind of look. He's still mm. there looking really sharp, looking really, really good, stretched over the armour there. Um, and the same is true of the rest of his war gear. Yeah, the chirurgeon there, it looks much more spider-like and spindly. Yeah. Talking of which, I think this is released as part of the War of the Spider. Is that right? Is that, yeah, is that, yeah. And a I, period of time that in the 40k law, uh, the War of the Spider is going on, and this is one of those releases for that. It is one of those releases for that. Uh, we are to assume that um, Old Fabulous B there plays a very major part in this. I would imagine. I'd like to think so. His face tells me that he, he does, and it, which which oh, looks yeah. very similar to the uh, the original sculpt as well. You know, it's that I've got something in mind, but we we, we haven't yet mentioned his little little crony. Yeah, so he's got a little gribbler with him, isn't he? Mm. One of his um, one of his assistants, maybe a uh, a failed experiment, even yeah, some such. Got ports and stuff all over his arms, isn't he? He's got like uh, like he has plugs and things. Maybe that's just something he's been experimenting on. He's got a big old, it looks like some kind of syringe shoved in his back. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 to, that's to get him up in the morning, though, isn't it? That's just that's his little wake-up syringe. Of course, um, yeah. <laughs> but what, so what? We quite quickly picked out what he was up to down there. It's quite an iconic um, thing to connect, law-wise, maybe mm. um, yeah, I think it's the progenoid gland or the progenoid gland that he's extracting with some handheld device. He's sort of pulling that out of the uh, space marine's neck. I think he is rather, yeah. The poor son yeah. of Gilliman. Well, he maybe got what he deserved. Let's not go into space marine chapters. Where our loyalties lie. <laughs> where our loyalties lie. Um, <laughs> because that very certainly is for another day. But yeah, he's obviously extracting the, the, the prognoid gland, which he's yeah. not like your standard apothecary who has a lovely neat piece of war gear strapped to his mm. power armor, the Nothikium, which he can just, you know, neatly and cleanly extract this 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 gene seed uh, to be stored and kept in, in stasis for the next recruit. This guy is just, mm. just ripping it out, doesn't really care much for, he's not really standing on much in the way of ceremony, is he? He's definitely not standing on ceremony. He is crouching over that um, like a little beast, just and tearing it out. Let's talk about a little bit about the paint job of the new Fabius. What do you think about it? Um, very clean and crisp. Obviously, the thing that stands out to me is the, the skill in the uh, vials of chemical, um, painted very nicely. Um, very. That's yeah. what stands out to me at first glance. But, of course, then there's the other aspects to it, yeah, the, the, the flesh robe doesn't seem to have as many faces on the front of it as the old Fabius did. Oh, I agree. And he's, maybe and maybe that's where he's lost out. I think so. That I think that's probably a downside. I think that it's painted really nice. The the armor looks a little bit more Emperor's Children than it the does. original yeah. paint job does. Yeah. Um, yeah. That probably is done deliberately, I, I would imagine. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at the back of the miniature, there isn't actually any any of those faces in the in the cloak, which is a, a bit of a shame. He does still have the old shrunken head strapped to the belt. Um, yeah, it, it, it does look lovely. I think uh, the downside is there's no faces on the cloak, whether that's through making it a little bit less horrific. 
I would hope uh, not, because I, I think not. I think the uh, the the lack of faces uh, on his robe is one thing, and, and maybe that does um, take some of the horror away from what he's been up to. Mm. But I think that's instantly placed back by the ghoulish-looking experiment guy. Yeah, next to him, tearing, tearing out. the throat out. So, so I don't think that it's that. Maybe that was just a thing where they just thought, ah, that's a bit, we've done it before and we don't want to do an exact. Maybe it detracts too much from the other cool elements of this miniature, perhaps. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because he's got that, like, nice little... Um, Nice little toolkit on his side, isn't he? Mm, yeah. Various uh, uh, surgical implements and stuff, which on the original, quite close to one of the faces. I see. So yeah. maybe that was their, their choice there. I yeah. think the paint job is superb. The needler, uh, all of your kind of tubes and vials everywhere that's meant to be some sort of glassware or some description has yeah. all been painted to a really lovely high standard. It looks really crisp, really sort of bright and singy against his drab skin robes without the faces um, and his pallid skin and his beautiful silky long white hair to me uh it, it still encapsulates so much of the old jess goodwin uh yes. version of that that fabulous it really does. Um, yeah. uh, and it's so instantly recognizable which is nice i don't like to see too much of a divergence from the old ways <laughs> do you do you remember a time where you saw so much divergence from the old ways that you were sickened and disgusted even if it just had a new hat on it, but that was enough to disgust you. Well, I mean, be I as could, mean as you like. I could, I could talk for ages. You look so pained. Something that looked better in its original state than than its modernised version. Can you think of anyone who started beautifully in metal, be it lead or the the, the white metal wave? Um, and, and who has who has got worse? Well, for me, my heart always sits with Gasgol Thracker. <laughs> Does it? Does it? <laughs> the okay. original Gasgol Thracker, who was small. He was small for his. He, I mean, he was big for his time, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he had Makari, the little Gretchen standard bearer, with his lucky ward saver two plus, and then yeah. he was re-released as a big old hulking brute about 10 years ago maybe yes. longer and now he's just had a new release which is bigger and badder but of course it's just bigger and badder but that holds, yeah. holds, holds a very dear place in my heart <laughs> do you know so so speaking about old um Gascog there i think the 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 new version is so far removed from the original it, it's almost like a different species of miniature isn't it yeah, the, the 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 only thing tying them together is the name. I mean, the scale wise is one thing, yeah. Yeah. but even the fact that the original had his combi blaster built into his arm and a power sword raised up. Yes, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, the new version is just all claws it's and jaws, claw. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. all claws and jaws, and that's kind of what the new orcs are like. Um, are they orcs anymore? Are they or oryx? No, is that Warhammer? Age of Sigma. <laughs> They'll always be Space Orcs to me. They'll always be Space Orcs to me also. Okay. Very close place. A very, very dear, dear spot in, in this withered old heart of mine. I have a great love of Skaven. It's festered for many years and there have been some drastic improvements. I've, I've watched them go from spindly, hunched over, 
twisted little things of lead, mm. which how I first saw them, um, which I really, really loved. And that's kind of where they caught my eye. And, and they went through a stage where they became quite bloated um, and almost more simian and ape-like rather than a rat man. Yeah. And half of those of you who have not investigated them, I suggest you immediately start Googling them up and uh, bow down to the horned rat. Um, in recent times, the Skaven have, they've, they've suffered a little bit in as much as they've started to grow quite large, often plated in metal. They sort of resemble, more often than not, a sort of rat-like space marine or servitor, which I think is very sad. So I, I, the individual model that I'll talk about, the, the latest version of Deathmaster Snitch, is incredible. It's a beautiful model, mm. but but and it, and it is a good kind of port over from the original. But I don't really think the original one can be undone for me. Like it was the first Skaven character that I saw that had that was so lethal in game. Obviously, the Deathmaster, the 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 very highest rank of high assassins. He's, yeah. he's made to just butcher heroes, just absolutely erase them from the battlefield. And yeah. that original metal figure, for me, that had all of that look about it as well. Um, he's throwing stars, his poison knives, his long cloak. He looked kind of, kind of big for a Skaven. And very clandestine, summed up clandestine so well. Excellently so, yeah, yeah. There was also, I think, that there was kind of some effort put in place, the fact that he had a blade in each hand and one in his tail. His kind of shape of blades echoed the, the, the sort of triangular shape of the Skaven race symbol, almost, yeah. didn't it? There was yeah. something about that. He was so dark, his blades were so bright, bright kind yeah. of set up in that triangular shape, which does carry through to the modern version. Yes, and it I does. I really like yeah. the modern version. But mm. it's just, it, it, for me, it, it isn't a huge improvement like Fabius there. It's kind of a sidestep. It's fine. Yeah. With Fabius, you've got, as you said earlier, just a pure upgrade. It's just a yeah. strictly better version of that model. It and is it, really. It, yeah. And there's, there's a part of me that, like, rails against it a little bit, you know, thinking, like, wow they've made something from the 90s better and that might sound ridiculous to a lot, a lot of our listeners but hopefully you'll be it able to empathize a little bit because of course these are the figures and the miniatures that we grew up loving learning to absolutely buying yeah. painting so they do have uh, uh, quite a sentimentality to them and our examples it, it's kind of it might be worth your time checking them out to sort yeah. of see our rambling um description of them holds water That's whereas right. i think yeah. we can agree for our, us ourselves that this fabius bile he, he just looks he just looks like he's taken a shot of real good steroids doesn't he he just looks sharper more evil taller a better scale and i think for the most part it's just because of the equipment now available i mean i don't i don't know the the intricacies and the uh the whys and wherefores when it comes to the newer way of sculpting, um, whether there are multiple people that do it. Um, but either way, it's a credit to credit to the design team. It's really interesting the way it's been released with a uh, alongside a slew of new models 
which I don't think we could safely say the same for. I don't think we need to go into that right now either, but cover your eyes, exactly, because there are some shockers, aren't there? Yes. We're not going to mention any names, though, are we? Um, um, and I, I know what you're thinking. My tongue is truly held right, right now. <laughs> yes, to keep things PG, let's move on, <laughs> because... Yeah, let's move um, on. We uh, have come to the end of our, our segment on, um, on Fabius, and we're going to move on to um, our, our next piece, um, which is Magic the Gathering. MTG, if you've listened to any of the others, you might be getting used to this by now. I mean, we're not really, are we? We're, we're, we're puzzling out as we go along. Well, we'll be doing um, it again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, here's a, here's a, magic, here's a magic card. Um, so yeah. we're, we're getting uh, some of our listeners to uh, to send in a, uh, a request for one of the many thousands upon thousands of Magic the Gathering cards. We're going to bring it up on screen here. Um, we're going to have a little chat about it. We're going to talk about its art, um, the way it fits into whatever colour it is. Um, we're going to talk about its mechanical usefulness um, and anything else that, that this small piece of beautiful card conjures up yeah um so this one was um kindly requested by old, it kindly? Uh, hector 52 hector 52 very good but hector 52 has chosen this particular card and it is the uh pouncing shore shark yes this is done by uh done by dan scott there's quite a lot to talk about with this fellow actually isn't it so this was a good choice for a card yeah, yes. At first glance, there's something a little bit silly about it, I think. There's a lot <laughs> silly about it, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the name itself is a pouncing shore shark, so that in itself is a bit of a juxtaposition, right? It's, but I think a little bit of uh, sort of insight into the, the, the set, um, Ikoria, the uh, Lair of Behemoths, mm -hmm. um, which is what this card is from, which is one of the more recent sets. Yeah. Um, might shine a little bit of light on as to why this thing is pouncing. why it does. Yes. Very good. So the idea of Ikoria is that it's um, a, a beautiful world of a myriad creatures um, and uh, the, 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 the planet's surface is sort of encrusted with pockets of gemstones, very uh, powerful magic gemstones that have a sort of an effect on the wildlife, the fauna of the... Um, of the world and it mm -hmm. creates these odd mutations that appear in their creatures which gives you well, I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah i don't know if you ever i mean i remember as a, as, a, as a very young child at school i had a conversation once with a friend and this has just come to me it's oh, if you could have any animals attributes what would you have any combination and we'd go through these wonderful weird ideas in our head like if we could have the speed of a cheetah and the, the 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 wings of an eagle, you know the, the 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 tusks of a mammoth, and all this sort of thing, and we just had mm. we conjured these amazing images of, you know, how cool we'd be if we we had all these um, abilities that um, animals have in real life. Did look, we not have this conversation? <laughs> probably only weeks ago. Surely this this does not sound like something that was contained merely to childhood. <laughs> But I think the, 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 the designers behind this particular card and the, the, yes. the, the, the Ikoria um, Lair of Behemoths set as a whole 
mm-hmm. probably were playing that same game that I was playing with my childhood friend, um, thinking how cool would it be if we had uh, a, a camel with wings or a shark with cat's legs, which it looks to me like this thing it has. It's obviously been mutated by the crystals underwater or on, on the shore. Um, yeah. And that's what this image is is conveying the idea that these animals have not been sort of bodged together um like experiments mm-hmm. but have actually evolved like this and have mutated like this yeah yeah the the artist has uh, really captured that as well isn't it there's quite a seamless transition isn't there between the the skin of the uh the the cat there yeah um, and and the kind of the the smooth dappled skin of the shark. So there's no stitch together. This is no um, Frankenstein style beast that's been patched up. As you say, this has been mutated in this way. It's got like cool looking motion because it it looks kind of similar to if we could imagine a shark leaping from the water. But it also is really reminiscent the shape of the curve of the body there. Mm. Um, of a cat pouncing, isn't it? Is that kind of leap forward? And I think for me, a a lot of that is actually coming through in the shape of sort of where its spine would be, that curve of its back, Mm. as well as the the placement of the claws and such. Yeah. And again, uh, I'll issue the same apology to our audio-only listeners, um, if you're listening to us on on audio-only. You won't be able to to see what what we're looking at, but please have a look. Um, Google it up, Pouncing Shore Shark, um, Ikoria, and you'll see what we're talking about here because this um, this is quite a good piece of artwork. It looks almost real in a sense that, no. the, that you know the, the the lighting and everything looks looks good. Um, it looks like clearly looks like a shark, um, so it looks like it could could conceivably exist in in an alien world on another plane of existence. Yeah. Um, the the the, sur- the surrounding, like the background and the, the, the environment itself, I mean, it looks somewhat peaceful. Um, it does. It does, which I think it, it adds to the pouncing thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the, the place around looks like a peaceful beach. It does. Some nice looking sandstone rocks, mm. nice blue sky in the background. Yeah. And then suddenly you've got the roaring, deafening scream. I'm not sure how they sound shark. Like a shark. Uh, I honestly wouldn't know either. Do they roar? Do they scream? <laughs> Do they make any noise at all? It would be a super... Well, I like the idea that it, he's silent roaring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you've got all that kind of spray of water there. He's lunged up out of the shallows. Quite a lot of movement in it, isn't there? A lot of movement. You've got mm. problems if, if this guy pops out at you. Yeah, if you were taking your daily stroll down the beach... And that thing jumped out of you. Uh, it's the end of your days, there, isn't it? Let's be real. I mean, probably, probably. So, shall we have a quick look at him, sort of mechanically, how he acts in the game, uh, just to see if we really would be at the end of our days? Yeah, let's throw him up on the screen. Um, this yeah. is the full card. Then let's uh, break this down a little bit. He's a blue creature. He's got uh, a, a mana cost of five. Four generic and one blue, so he's somewhat expensive on the curve. But then a lot of blue creatures, yeah, yeah, a lot of blue creatures tend to be. Um, It's a creature, obviously, and it's uh, a shark beast. Um, That that reflects the fact that it's half cat, half shark. I would assume. Mm -hmm. And then it has its it's it's an uncommon, 
as per the uh, the silvered mm-hmm. icons. Uh, and we've also got, yeah, the, the mechanics in the game. It's got a couple of keywords here, um, both mutate and flash. So we'll tackle flash first, I think, with this, because flash, yeah. the idea of um, uh, a card having the ability of flashing into the battlefield is that it can be played at any time that you can play an instant card. Um, so you can interrupt your opponent's turn to, to play this. And that represents, I think, the the, the pounce. You know, it represents the shot. Yeah, jumping out at you. Yeah. So that's that's quite a nice little flavoured mechanic to add on to this card. The, the idea that it can be played at any time. Yeah, it really works, um, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So if you're being attacked by a bunch of creatures, you've got a pouncing shore shark in your hand. Let it pounce on the enemies that are attacking you. And it's quite yeah. quite beefy stats-wise. It's a four-three, so it can be quite good to flash in as a you know as, as, as a blocker um the the cost is holding it back from being i think particularly good in game and uh, the idea of comboing um mixing it with other cards in your deck for example uh, comes in quite strongly with the mutate ability so if you mutate this card um it's quite a complex mechanic actually at first yeah. glance it, it, it is it's yeah. somewhat intuitive once you begin to play with mutate um there's a lot of a lot of words that describe the, the, the term yes um so you can play it it's a little bit cheaper if you do it's one mana cheaper it's a three generic and one blue so it's only four mana to play if you cast it as a mutate card um but you can play this card on top of or underneath another creature that's on the battlefield which makes it a very flexible thing mm. doesn't it it's quite a flexible ability yeah you you can choose to um to have it top or on the underside there mm-hmm. and and you have a very different creature by doing that yeah i think combining with like the flash there i know it is kind of high mana cost but as you say kind of blue creatures do tend to have like a weird slight premium on their mana cost they, do, they, yeah. to, they come across a tiny bit inefficient sometimes yeah so i i think this is it's it's a cool card you know it makes a lot of sense flavor wise it doesn't have any flavor text because there's so much in the way of rules and mechanics going on with this card there's no room on the card for for any flavor text but But i think that's baked into its abilities isn't it i agree um um, yeah it's a it's a really fun actually quite a fun mechanic Mm -hmm. um and i think not only does it capture the fast pouncing um uh nature of this creature with its flash mechanic but it also creates that little bit of fun from it as well i mean it reminds me a little bit of street sharks i don't know if you remember those those street toys sharks. I, I, I can't remember yeah. if there was a cartoon with them on the television yeah, as well but i certainly must. had some of the action figures they might, yeah i think there was and it was around the same sort of time as the biker mice from mars <laughs> that's right that's reminds right. me of street sharks this is very good knowledge and wouldn't it be interesting if dan scott there he had that same thought as well imagine if he were given this oh, yeah. was tasked with this <laughs> he just thought to himself, he thought, street sharks. This is the perfect thing this. to do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's not in a pair of ripped jeans like the street sharks were. He doesn't have a chain wallet in his back pocket like the street sharks did from the cartoon, but it's as good we as... Don't, we don't know that either. That I might mean, be just out of shot. It could well be. The ripped jeans and chain wallet could be underneath the water. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I don't think I can unsee that now, to be fair. <laughs> no, no. In fact, it, it might be worth maybe getting a pen out later on and do it, hashing up a rough representation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. If any of you are, are budding artists or love to alter your cards, give this guy a pair of ripped jeans. Send it get to us. 
Let's have a that's look. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll proudly display it. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the Pouncing Shore Shark. Thank you, Hector52, yeah. for your your uh, your suggestion. It was a great one. Um, lovely choice. Good one. Thank you. I've enjoyed yeah. having a look at that. I might yeah. even try and play it. You're joking, of course. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm going to honour Hector52's choice with a game of magic, and I'm going to use a okay. full playset of Pouncing Shore Sharks. Brilliant. Uh, imagine if if they if they carry you to victory, I think I think Hector fifty two needs a good sturdy pound on back. Exactly. Let's hope so. But um, that brings us to the end of the Magic the Gathering segment. Oh, it's been like <laughs> I always love to analyse a uh, a picture of a some animal crossed with another one lunging out of the sea on a peaceful sandy looking beach. Yeah, I can now rest easy this evening. A fairly happy man. So that uh, brings us on to, um, sadly, the closing of the preamble. Well, this one has been quite an amble as well, hasn't it? I think it has, yeah. It has been quite an amble. The biker mice from Mars have been mentioned at the least twice. (laughs) Um, So I think we've got the full quota in for like a, a decent hobby discussion do you have anything um for our for our lovely listeners and viewers to digest um with regard to a quote grumsworth do you have a book quote or something to uh to to leave our 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 audience with um as we make way to depart now i'd like to send everyone off with a uh with maybe a very long tail Maybe maybe the send-off would be longer than the podcast itself. Well, that would be interesting. It, it, I, tiring, I think, is the word you're looking for. I think Perhaps. Tiring. I mean, look, look, looking at our chronometer here, we, we have um, the best part of about a, min, about a minute and a half. <laughs> you're joking. Yes. I can't possibly... I mean, I'm looking through here. I've got some notes here, folks. Prepared notes. They were prepared... Um, 2009 it appears so so for those of you um, who may have liked to have played Necromunda back in the day or presently I really encourage you to get really narrative with your campaigns so what we used to do our little group in between games we would do a quick write up sometimes in character sometimes not um, of our various battles here and within this small tone here I have some of that knowledge. So I'll read you the first little chunk of text that I've come to on this page. Uh, it's, it's depicting a, uh, a scrap between a gang of scavies, um, the people under the pipe, and a gang of vain sars, the red team, that they were sadly known as. The creeper, riddled with silent fire, fails to raise the alarm. Black rag and tiny play a strange game of piss tag round a vent unit until Black Rag collapses from slaughter addiction. Against all odds, the Jefferson twin. Oh dear. Oh, this turns into a horrible story. A terrible <laughs> tale where the scavies lose miserably. Their little vent situation there is destroyed. Ah, oh, their leader there. Uncle Grumsworth, sharing my name there, um, orders that the um, the survivors 
not the dead, the survivors are sent to the pot to be cannibalised. So, well. if we've learned anything from this small journal, it is the case that if you are a scavy, grizzling around in the underhive, and you don't defend your stills, but you survive, there's now but the pot for you. Exactly. You're going to be eaten. Raise the alarm, damn it. Raise the alarm. Defend your water still. I think it was the silent fire <laughs> that did for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these, you know these fansars and their high-tech weaponry. Yeah. They'll get us all in the night. They'll get us all in the night. <laughs> and on that note, get in yeah. touch with us if you want to uh, read all our show notes yeah, all and the uh, all the, the business yeah, around our faces here. You can see yeah. where you can reach us. Um, this has been the preamble. Protect your vents. Protect your vents. Keep your water stills in good order and hope the van stars don't come. What can we say? Bye bye. That's us out. Bye bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the preamble. Be sure to check us out on Switch, Spotify, or find us on Player FM. And if you want to get in touch with us, send an email to thepreamble at gmail.com. Your hosts were Grumsworth and Burlock. Brought to you by roguesgaming.com. Special thanks to our contributors, our showcase artist, and of course, to all of you. See you next time.